This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Dinner in space. Space, space, space. What's this now? Okay, a company in France is going to start sending giant balloons to the edge of space with a capsule underneath that fits up to six people. I don't think I'm going to go first. (laughs) Let me know how it is up there. This is amazing. I also love how technology is seemingly going backwards. Yeah. Like the balloon is the way we get to outer space now. That's something they would have thought in the 1850s. Be careful that your balloon's not flying over middle America or the Great Lakes. Oh, yeah. That thing might get shot down. (laughs) They're back. So the trip lasts six hours. For the first 90 minutes, you ascend to around 15 and a half miles up, three times higher than commercial airplanes fly. When you're there, you get to hang out for three hours have dinner, have drinks, and then you slowly descend for another 90 minutes. You also get served food that is prepared by famous French chefs. The chefs will not be in the space balloon with you. They will be uh, pre-preparing the meals. So okay. Landlocked. It's like airplane food, basically. The cost for this, $132,000 per person. You're taking deposits of eleven grand U.S. right now if you want to uh, pre-book. If if you had the money, let's just say money was no option, like would it even be worth it? Because after you get to a certain height, you can't even see anything. I, I just wonder how much of the Earth you would be able to see when you're up there. If you're dating a flat earther, it wouldn't be a bad Prove idea them to wrong, take once them. and for all. <laughs> okay, you see, no. you see, it's round. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so you're up there for ninety minutes. There's nobody up there but the two of you and two pilots. You know this is going to turn into a sex thing. Oh, the thirty mile high club. Yeah, yeah. The food is going to be secondary. You're not floating though. You you won't ex- experience weightlessness. You're not high enough up. Yeah. I wonder what you would experience because, you, you, I mean, you'd probably have to chew gum the whole way up. Your ears are going to be popping. <laughs> Among other things, <laughs> hey. I just don't know how high up you'd be. If you could see Earth from a distance and, like, it, that would be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, that would be cool. But I got a feeling you'll probably see a lot of blue water. I'm sure it will be neat, but I don't know if it'll be $132,000 yeah. a person neat. Fancy dinner in space. They're hoping to launch in 2025. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Last night, I go to watch the Leaf game with a few buddies, have some cold beers, watch some hockey. Game ends. I uh, call an Uber or hail an Uber. Shows up. I get in it. I'm sitting there in, in the back seat for about 10, 15 minutes. It drops me off or pulls into a driveway to drop me off. It's not my house, though. I'm like, where, where are we? What is this? Mm-hmm. It was kind of on the way to my house, but it was not my house. The guy's like, uh, oh, no. And I'm like, did I get in the wrong Uber? And he, he's like, yeah, I think so. So then the phone starts ringing, a speaker phone, and it's the girl whose Uber I had taken, and she's yelling and freaking out. <laughs> So this guy. But they I, usually say your name before you get in. They'll usually confirm. That's not your fault. I, I, I said, uh, I said, well, just take me home. I live another two minutes down the road here. And the guy says, no, no, I can't. And he turns around and he drives me back downtown to the bar that I was at hmm. and makes me get out of the Uber. 
Now, so, this sounds like another tale you told your wife and not me. <laughs> it's like, why are you so like, this crazy it was the Uber, Uber I wanted to be home an hour yeah, ago. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. It was Uber, honey. No, it's actually happened. And then I got, but kudos to the other Uber guy who was still waiting when I got there. And I hopped in with him. And he's like, well, why didn't the other guy just take you home? I'm like, I don't know. You guys have to start communicating better between cars when something like this happens. I'm shocked it doesn't happen more often, really. Well, it probably does. I just didn't realize, like, can I get out here? You got me more than halfway home. Can I just get out? Yeah, you should have got out and ran. <laughs> and, and ordered a different C- Uber. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, but uh, just be aware, if you get in the wrong Uber, apparently they're going to turn around and drive you back to the starting point. Huh. Instead of dropping you off. And always say the person's name. You know, that's what, the, if you're yeah. an Uber driver, go Jim, Taz, and then just to confirm. Yeah, if you are driving Uber. Yeah. And if you're a passenger, maybe just double check. And look at the, they, they show you a picture of the car. And I, as I said, I had a couple beers. It what didn't look anything like the car I was supposed to get into. So again. You get in I the have, Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile. <laughs> so, I assume this is my ride. This is a black Nissan Altima, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Our sports guy, Devin Peacock, is here. What a bummer for Leaf fans last night, Dev. It was a bummer. I mean, the game started uh, really nice. Morgan Riley scoring that goal. Everyone was amped up. And then, of course, seconds later, Tampa uh, responded. And that was kind of uh, the way the night went for the Leafs. They they played pretty well, I thought. I mean, they had some obvious mistakes, but they had a lot of energy. They just uh, couldn't pull it out. It was exciting hockey. It was a fast-paced game. You can tell that both teams were giving it 110% the entire time they were on the ice. They were. I mean, one of the talking points uh, during the game, I'm sure today, will be Justin Hall, his uh, role in that first goal by Tampa, and whether he should be uh, playing in Game 6 on Saturday. I mean, Justin Hall, throughout the entire series, I think has been one of the weak links. I would uh, swap him out, put in Timothy Lilligren myself, but uh, he got some support from Sheldon Keefe last night, saying it's not just Justin Hall who's on the ice right now, but he has the focus on him right now, which is a bit unfair. However, he hasn't played great. Justin Hall's been on the ice for approximately 73% of uh, the Lightning's goals this series. You know, what's behind the decision to keep going back to him, especially with a guy like Timothy Lilligren watching in the press box? Well, I guess my first response would be whether, whether he's been on the ice by himself in those situations. Um, but uh, I think the answer is not. He's not out there by himself in those in those situations when he's getting scored on. Not a good plus minus right now. No, I mean, but also uh, Luke Shen is basically doing the Justin Hall work, but just better. Mm-hmm. And I think Timothy Lilligren is also that right hand shot on defense, and he can move the puck a little bit better. I like him. I, I mean, Justin Hall is that guy that Sheldon Keefe likes. He he likes playing him. Every coach has those guys. Hall is that for Keefe, but I would hope I would hope they would put in uh, Lilligren on Saturday. Yeah, game six, hockey night in Canada, Saturday night, back in Tampa. How are you guys feeling? I, I don't want to. I don't want to hear from like sports analyst Devin. I want to hear from Leafs fan Devin. 
I mean, I got blind drunk last night. So. <laughs> 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 kind of fell asleep on the couch, I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Woke up in a pool of my own sweat and tears. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel pretty good. I mean, anything can happen. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to win for sure the series, but I feel very confident in this team not being the Leaf teams of previous years. I think they will pull it out. No comment, Jim? I'm not feeling great, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I got to be honest. It's better to be pessimistic at this point and be pleasantly surprised (laughs) Saturday night than to get your hopes way up and be disappointed, which I think a lot of people did yesterday. Every, like, people were pumped. People thought they were going to pull it out in five, which, again, I, I called seven at the start of this. So the fact that we're in game six, not a surprise. Still weak pressure. Taken by Martyr in front. D-Lander stopped by Vasilevsky. Toronto will have to wait another day to try to end this series. So the wait continues. 19 years plus. You know, we have to continue to get better and, and uh, go out there and play well and, like I said, execute at a high level. we got to come out with uh, a lot of emotion, a lot of energy. There's going to be good energy in the building, but we got to make sure we're controlling that and, and managing it in the right way. It's not going to be easy. You know, the fourth win is always the toughest. And, again, like I said, these guys aren't going to go away. They're a very good team. They've won back-to-back Stanley Cups for a reason. And, um, you know, it's it's, it's going to be a tough one. So I think we've, we've got our uh, work hats on and we're ready to go to work. Under pressure. Oh, boy. Pressure. Thanks for our pal Rick Zamperin from... Good morning, Hamilton on 900 CHML for sending us those montages all week long. He's been doing it, and uh, they're a lot more fun to play when your Toronto Maple Leafs win, Jim. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to see a montage of failure. You are right. Uh, The Leaf haters are almost more over the top, and they overreact more than Leaf fans. 100% they are. They're way worse. As soon as that game ended last night, if you went on Twitter, you saw the memes yeah. coming in hot. We're getting text messages at one eight three three Taz and Jim of different Leaf uh, Heimlich maneuver <laughs> pictures and et cetera, et cetera. You well, know yeah. the drill, right? But even even the y- second the Leafs lose, they've blown it. They haven't blown it yet. Yes, yes. And I I made a parody song yesterday. We played it, and some guys like. The Leafs suck. I go, who do you cheer for? No, he goes, the laughs suck. The oh, maple boy. laughs suck. I said, I hate this guy already. I go, who do you cheer for? He goes, I don't even watch hockey. Well, I just know the Leafs suck. I go, get out of this conversation. You're a loser. Sorry, I'm glad you're listening. I apologize. But, you know, why are you so heated about how much the Leafs suck if you don't even watch the NHL? I don't want to alienate anybody. But you're a loser. You're a loser. Your you're family suck. hates you. Turn the radio off and throw your phone in oh, the Thames. I, I'm just joking. Thank you for listening to our radio but show. But how, why would you care? It's like, oh, Nickelback sucks. Well, what band do you listen to? I hate music. Well, then you're irrelevant. Shut up. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jerry, 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 
Is there another name in human history that has been chanted more than Jerry? Jerry. I don't think so. Pretty impressive run. Pretty impressive life Jerry Springer had. News broke yesterday that he has passed away. Of course, we're talking about the infamous talk show host, one of the uh, the forefathers of trash daytime talk TV, Jim. True sleaze. It was <laughs> my 10-year-old self, even younger, I would watch this show. And like thinking back, it was so inappropriate, yeah. so awful. If you had a friend that could get their hands on the VHS tape, uncensored? Jerry Springer's oh Uncensored, Too Hot for TV, huh. it showed boobs. It would show boobs, and then it would show Steve, the security guard's face, going, Oh! <laughs> Steve, 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 Jerry, (laughs) Jerry, swearing in boobs, imagine. Yeah. Uh, He hosted the Jerry Springer show from its launch in 1991 until its cancellation in 2018. What? Yeah, I didn't realize it went that long. In 2011, TV Guide named it the worst show in the history of television. I mean, it really was, <laughs> but I watched it. It was a train wreck. It was some crazy TV, but everybody watched it. It was a sign of things to come. Now you look at people on the internet, what do they watch? Train wrecks. It was truly ahead of its time, and at least Jerry had the decency after the episode was over to sit down and address the camera and say, I know this was awful, but you know what? <laughs> Family is important, or whatever. <laughs> the whatever final thoughts. <laughs> yeah. You know, you had... Uh, you had shows where it was, uh, I'm cheating on you with the Iron Sheik. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there would be a moral of the story yeah. during Jerry's final thought at the end of the episode. I know we had some fun today, but really we learned that communication is key to successful relationship. <laughs> I'm Jerry Springer. Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> I will also say there was a, a glorious time. I don't think it happens anymore, but not only would you hear it, people chant Jerry on TV all the time. Anytime there was an argument in public at high school or at an arena, people would push or anybody would get in a, in a, a verbal argument. People would start chanting Jerry around them in public. It would happen all even, the time. Even if people's names weren't Jerry? No, it's just anytime there involved? was a conflict in real right. life, people would start chanting Jerry. That's how that's how impactful the show was. Personal drama yeah. would draw the Jerry chant <laughs> even if you, you weren't on the Jerry Springer show. But late 90s, early 2000s, everywhere you went. Uh, prior to his TV career, Jerry was on Cincinnati's City Council. He resigned in 1974 after um, they found that he paid for a prostitute with a personal check. Again, ahead of his time. <laughs> he uh, unfortunately passed away at his home in Chicago after a short battle with pancreatic cancer, 79 years old. Uh, the news broke yesterday. I'm sure if Jerry was here, he would say, take care of yourself and each other. I am the father of the destruction of Western civilization. Our show is as silly, crazy, outrageous, sometimes as stupid as you can get. I was hired to be a ringleader of a circus. It's a lot of fun. It's a great job. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you for having me. There's never been a moment that I ever thought I was better than the people who appear on our stage. I'm not better, only lucky. Till next time, take care of yourself and each other. Rest in peace, 
Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Time for sports. Devin Peacock is here. NFL draft got underway last night, and there's some pretty cool storylines to talk about here, Dev. Yeah, Bryce Young went first overall. He was uh, drafted by the uh, Carolina Panthers, who moved up uh, to uh, take that pick. He's the first quarterback from Alabama to go first overall. And um, uh, people are excited about him in Carolina. He is a little short, so that's the concern. He's 5'10", 5'11", which for a quarterback is short. Didn't stop Drew Brees from becoming one of the best quarterbacks of all time, so hopefully it works out for Carolina. The real like intriguing uh, part started at the second and third picks. So the Houston Texans famously missed out on the first overall pick because they won their last game, dropped a second overall. (laughs) Fired the coach. Fired the coach. (laughs) Hired D'Amico Ryans, uh, the uh, defensive coordinator from San Francisco. And so the question was, are they going to go offense and draft a quarterback? Or are they going to go defense and get a stud? In the end, they did both. So they drafted C.J. Stroud second overall. And then they had an extra pick from the Deshaun Watson trade. They used that, some other picks, to get the third overall pick. And they got Will Anderson Jr., one of the best defensive uh, prospects in the entire draft, third overall. So they are uh, one of the big winners from day one. We talked about this guy a couple of weeks ago, Will Levis. He is a a very good quarterback, but he's deathly afraid of milk to the point where he will scream in terror if he's in a room and sees milk. Apparently, that's the story. He did not have a great night last night. He did not. He also puts mayo in his coffee, by the way. So So he's fine with mayo. Oh, so that's why he puts mayo, because he's terrified he's of cream. Of <laughs> yeah. I would just learn to like uh, your coffee just black, maybe with sugar. You know? Yeah, you don't need to just put something white in just because. Have you tried it? I did. We tried it on the air. And? It was gross, you know? Yeah. It tasted fine. It did. It didn't enhance or do anything, really. So he was rumored as a potential like top five, maybe top ten pick. Did not go in the first round whatsoever. The scared of milk thing may have been a bit of a <laughs> red flag for teams. That was uh, potentially a red flag. Uh, the w- One story that I don't quite believe going around was he injured his toe and in his uh, last season, there were some teams worried that that might impact him moving forward or he might need surgery. He says the toe is fine, the toe is healed. But even then, you can a toe heals. It's yeah. also it's going to impact him for the rest yeah. of his career. Cut it off if you yeah. have to. <laughs> uh, but what, what, uh, you got the, 10 of them. The bigger concern is not his toe, it's his, his brain. Uh, you know, his, his ability to read defenses. He turned the ball over a lot. And sometimes... Uh, people believe that he did not trust his progression. So being able to read defense is obviously, as a quarterback, an issue. Now, you can work on that. Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills, when he was drafted, there were concerns about his decision-making ability. He's turned out great. So it's not a a complete negative that Will Levis, whenever he's drafted, is going to be a bust. Um, but he is one of the big stories because he was there. Like this was, this, yeah, it was he was in Kansas City there, and the cameras are on you. Yeah, it's, and his it's girlfriend's looking over her his shoulder, saying, "Where's my payday?" <laughs> <laughs> She's looking at the other guys who are getting drafted ahead of him. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, this guy likes milk. <laughs> A big story today for well, I'd say Canadians, but this is very rare. There are two brothers. Uh, Chase and Sidney Brown from London, Ontario, Canada, who are both expected to be drafted this weekend. Sidney Brown is a safety. Uh, Analysts are saying he could go in the second round today, maybe first round. You got Chase, 
who is a running back who's projected to go either today or tomorrow as well. And this is just such a rare thing for a Canadian to get drafted into the NFL, first of all. But for two brothers, twin brothers from London, Ontario, this is huge for the city of London. It's massive. And I remember a story about them like a year ago where like they are at the University of Illinois. Yeah. And during the pandemic, I mean, they were down in the United States with the border closed, they could go back and forth, even though they were Canadian, they could come back. So they went a long time without seeing their mother. And then eventually when she was able to go down to the United States and, and see her sons play football again, there was this huge heartwarming moment. It was really awesome. So the story about these guys is just fantastic. I hope they're both drafted in the second round, because as you say, we don't see a whole lot of Canadians in the NFL, but these guys look like not only will they be in the NFL, they could be like, uh, you know, game changers yeah. when they do get there. I met uh, Sydney at a London Knights game a couple weeks back. He's in pretty good shape. <laughs> His dad, Darren, was a great guy as well. So, you know, the family can imagine what they've sacrificed and how hard they have had to work to get to today and this weekend. So I hope they enjoy every moment, and I can't wait to find out what teams these two guys go uh, to play for. be nice if they could, you know, be with the Bills or maybe the sick. Lions or something like yeah. that so they're close to home so yeah, we can watch the them play. Yeah, be cool. I heard maybe some bad Angles interest for one of them. Yeah, but uh, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, I'm glad they're not afraid of milk. (laughs) (laughs) The Taz and Jim Podcast. Got to take a minute to thank everyone who's reached out over the past week. I've I've been talking about how my wife's second cousins uh, have come to Canada from Ukraine. They're currently living in our basement. Two really great guys. And uh, boy, do they work hard. Yesterday, they were tearing out the uh, my wife's garden beds and building new ones for her. Wow. <laughs> they won't stop working. It's amazing. Um, but I've had so many people reach out and say, do they need anything? Uh, they're moving into their new apartment next week. They, they start their jobs uh, coming up next week. <laughs> In the meantime, I'm trying to get them some, some work where I can. And, you know, the students are moving out right now, uh, leaving, leaving university, their student houses. And I have a buddy who owns a big house near the University of Western Ontario. Six guys have been living in this house. Uh-oh. Basically like a frat house. He's like, I need it cleaned. Do you think the guys would clean the house? So I asked them. They said, you guys want to clean this place? You'll get paid. And um, they said, yeah, sure. Um, but I got them in the house, and for a second I thought they were going to get on a plane and fly back to Ukraine. <laughs> it Not was bad. so disgusting in there. With what? Filth. That's the only way I can describe it. Absolute filth. Like, it had not been cleaned at all in eight months, Ugh. and they'd been partying. Like, the stove just had a thick layer of cooking on it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Black crust. Black crust, like a brownish black tar crust. Was it a ceramic top, too, or was it the elements? Pieces of pasta, little chunks of meat. Yeah, the walls had to be washed completely. The spilling drinks on the floor uh, and not wiping them up, obviously. Like, there was, like, sticky puddles, dry, sticky puddles. Oh, yeah. On the floor, dust balls everywhere. It was so gross. I would judge. 
but you were there. I was that guy a hundred percent. I'm surprised that place wasn't condemned after we moved out. We didn't. We were not nice. Well, this is what happens. You move into a student house, and there's one person who usually keeps the place clean for a while. Yeah, and then eventually says. Screw it. If you guys aren't going to help, I'm not cleaning either. Yeah. And, and then, then nobody, nobody, yeah. Yeah, nobody cleans. It's a, it's a ship without a rudder, just <laughs> floating. And you can tell who the bad people are because you just look in the bedrooms and you can tell because each guy's got his own distinct yeah, yeah. personality depending on the cleanliness of his bedroom. <sighs> so you know who the culprits are. But uh, to give the Ukrainian boys credit, they stuck around and they cleaned that place top to bottom. Did a fantastic men. job. I love it. <laughs> but uh, then word got out. Another uh, guy I know owns a rental and he said, hey, uh, here you got some guys who are doing some cleaning. I said, not anymore. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Talking about how disgusting your student house was. Uh, students moving out. Landlords. I'm sure walking through some doors this weekend, finding some surprises. Here's one. Taz and Jim. We had five girls living in the house. All the lights were broken. Didn't use the stove because a cute mouse family lived in there. I'm glad they were cute. Sugary drinks spilled everywhere. No idea why we had so many ants. Garbage was left from move-in, still there for move-out two wow. years later. I remember going into an all-female like uh, house. There were six of them that lived there, and they never threw out their wine bottles. <laughs> so there would always be a little bit of sweet wine at the bottom, and there were so many fruit flies in that house. Uh-huh. And I was trying to... Meet up with a lady, and it's like the stuff you will put up with <laughs> when you're young. when you're trying to yeah. get some action. Yeah, because that place was a dump, and I was like, just ignore it, just ignore it. But oh god, she could be the one. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. Yeah. So the fruit flies don't fly in there. <laughs> We've got Shane on the phone here. Shane, your wife has some experience with some pretty gross student houses. You were saying. Um, when she first went there, the smell was just horrible. Like, as soon as you open up the door, it was like you're walking into the city dump. She's a cleaning lady, or was a cleaning, a cleaning lady. lady. Yeah, yeah. She is, yep, yep. She has her own business up, up there. And so she um, she called me over to help out move some, some appliances, and she's cleaning the kitchen, the bathroom, the toilet. It's not even mounted to the floor. Um, like, you, you, you moved, you sat down on the thing. It was, like, spinning you around like you're on a ride at Western Fair. Um, <laughs> like the, the bull at the bar. Like the bull, yeah. And, and, and the, the washer and dryer downstairs, they didn't use it for washing and drying. They used it for storage of of garbage. Like, it was just things were moving in there as you were looking in there. Uh. But the worst, the worst part was she asked me to help her move the, the fridge out. And I said, yeah. So we looked back there, and it was just disgusting. Like, there was, like, a whole grocery store built back there. We pulled the fridge out, and we heard, like, a jingling noise. And I oh, looked no. down, and there was a collar of an a animal, and the, there was a cat stuck between the wall oh, and the back. Are you kidding me? This is like hoarders, man. Well, so but they gross. thought Fluffy ran away, but in the meantime, she was stuck, stuck behind the cat, fridge. Man. She was, and it, it, was, it was kind of funny because my wife goes, well, this would explain the picture I found. And there was a picture of these four young guys sitting there with a cat on their lap. <laughs> and I said, yep, that was their cat. There he is. Oh, it, was, it was the most disgusting thing i ever seen in my life. And so she stopped doing housing for um, students after that, and she just started cleaning for um, uh, regular 
cleaners. You know what's funny, though? Uh, even the guys, like the, uh, my wife's Ukrainian cousins who uh, cleaned the student house earlier in the week, uh, I said, they, they, I could tell they thought it was absolutely disgusting, but I said to them uh, afterwards through my wife translating, uh, pretty gross, eh? Disgusting. Can you imagine living like that? And they both said, that looks like they had a pretty good time. It would probably be pretty fun. Yeah, when you get to move out at the end? <laughs> yeah, when you have zero responsibility, yeah. probably uh, look back on that place very fondly, <laughs> even though your cat was dead behind the fridge God. the whole time.